the 37-year wait is over. American Pharoah, it's finally the one. American Pharoah has won the Triple Crown. This is unbelievable. Zenyatta, what a performance. One we'll never forget. What a race. What a sport. What a horse. Arrogate rocks in the Pegasus. Well, 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 welcome back, everybody, to the TVG Podcast. I am your podcast host, Mike Joyce. I also do television, and apparently my commercials are everywhere because I get texts all the time about our TVG commercial with me and Iggy Puglisi and a horse behind me, um, and it's seen on all networks, which is fun. Uh, what's not fun is that this was supposed to be the second weekend of racing at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. We're bringing the podcast back after a month hiatus. That hiatus was a vacation for me, a vacation for other people involved in it, and just to rethink and retool how we're going to go about it. But this episode was never part of the plan because we were never planning another cessation of racing here in Southern California. Nobody was planning on that. Uh, not the trainers, not the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, certainly not TVG. Everyone with a plan in place, of course, because these are strange times. But I will say this. Um, after 15 positive tests in the jocks room, Delmar Thoroughbred had to pull the plug on racing this week. They didn't have enough jockeys to go around. They had to implement safety protocols. And we are going to have with us in the next segment, Joe Harper, the CEO, former president. He still retains the um, chairman title of the Delmar Thoroughbred Club. And he's going to talk to us about the difficulty of making that decision, uh, the protocols they've put in place going forward, uh, and the expectation for the rest of the summer. Full disclosure, I'm not a journalist. I don't think I needed to tell any of you that. It took me six years to get get through college, and I only have uh, a bachelor's of arts in political science. It had nothing to do with journalism. I have no journalistic integrity. I would call myself a subjective broadcaster at best, and that's a loose definition of the term broadcaster. Also, full disclosure, TVG and Del Mar are tightly aligned. They've been one of our most loyal track partners since day one that the network was launched. Um, and another full disclosure, I'd known Joe Harper for the better part of my life because he and my father were really good friends. So, look, I'm not Jane Pauley. Um, I'm not Mike Wallace, and I'm, I'm not going super deep to try and, you know, get all this, you know, hard edge cutting information and, and throw one of my, you know, good family friends and a track partner of, of TVGs. But I will ask the questions. I do hope you listen because I, I will put some of the questions out there. I think a lot of you have about this decision. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I think a lot of us want to place blame somewhere. I think people want to blame Del Mar. They want to blame California. They want to blame Gavin Newsom. They want to blame uh, President Trump. They want to blame the jockeys. They want to blame Luis Saez. I mean, he was the jockey that made that crazy tour of four tracks in four states in four days. I don't know that it was the wisest decision for jockeys to be flying across the country, but far be it for me to say anything. That's not my decision to make. And it's hindsight now because all these racing jurisdictions, Naira being the first, are implementing these rules where if you are going to ride here, you can't leave and ride somewhere else and then come back. And that is in the interest of the safety of everyone. It's a tough decision for jockeys to make. These are not paid athletes that get a paycheck, right? They have to go ride the horses in order to get paid. And when you have horses running for 200000 300000 400000 it's really tough to say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to get on that plane and go there. I'm not going because the other things you have to realize is it's easy for us to say, hey, don't go fly. It's dumb. You're going to get sick because what they'll say is, well, there's planes in the air. There are people flying. There are people flying for far you know, worse reasons than this. And this is my livelihood in my career. And I may not be able to withstand losing a mount on this grade one horse or losing my relationship with this trainer or owner or losing my opportunity here. I 
personally had to, you know, hold myself back from calling some of my friends. I'm friends with a lot of jockeys. Uh, I work very closely with the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund. I've worked with the Guild. Um, and I had to stop myself from calling them and asking, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you taking these risks? Don't you understand what's going on? But that's my position. That's my opinion. I'm not a regulator. I am not in any sort of position to um, hold anyone's feet to the fire or compel them in any way, shape, or form. I don't have any power in this industry other than the power of a microphone. And I want to blame somebody. I really do. But I don't know that that's the right move right now. I think what we have to figure out is how to keep this from happening again. And that's what I'm going to talk to Joe Harper about. I feel like a lot of people want to blame um, the industry for a lot of things. I also think it's interesting that right now um, I drove into Del Mar on opening day and there were still on opening day at Del Mar with no fans. And I think someone forgot to tell them this with no fans. There were animal rights protesters on the corner. Now there was three of them. It didn't look very well thought out. And it wasn't because I don't know who you were going to deter other than the people going to Denny's and they're eating mooms over my hammy anyway. So I don't think you're going to get them on the animal rights activist side, but it was just crazy to me. Um, we have bigger problems in the world right now. And the livelihood of all the people and men and women working at the racetrack. And I don't just mean, you know, Doug O'Neill and Mike Smith and people at the high end. I'm talking about every groom and exercise rider on the backstretch. Look, all these people show up every day their safety is just as important as the safety of anybody else. And it's difficult and there's a lot of moving pieces. And at times it looks like we've got things figured out and at times we don't. But I will say this, if Delmar gets back and up and running in a week from now, uh, I will be tremendously thankful. And just those three days opening weekend at Delmar um, were great uh, just to see the horses run around that oval, even without fans. And we do miss you at the racetrack. But just to be there in that environment, I felt so lucky. And that was, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, I don't take for granted anything that's happened um, throughout my career at TVG because I've had these opportunities to, to be in these places that other people can't. And I really had that moment on, on opening day on last Friday where I, I couldn't believe how lucky I was. Like, I get to be here. Everybody in the world wants to be here and nobody's allowed in, but I am. Um, so I am grateful. And because of that, I, I don't want to, you know, throw out blame and opinions on people who did so much to make the show happen in the first place. I think we all have to remember, I think the people that get the most blame when anything goes wrong in this industry, hands down, are the racetracks with the brick and mortar because they have the most responsibility to make the show go on. So they're a very easy fall guy when things go wrong. They also have the most skin in the game the amount of investment financially manpower to keep a racetrack operating these days has become prohibitively expensive. The land that most racetracks sit on is worth far more doing almost anything else than operating a racetrack. And we have to keep that in mind. I know people love to blame the Stronach Group, to blame Naira, to blame Delmar Thoroughbred Club, to blame you know any racetrack here, just insert a name of a racetrack and somebody's blaming them for something they're doing wrong with racing. But you do have to keep in mind, the racetracks need to make money. The racetracks need to be there. Otherwise, all these ancillary industries, including mine, including TVG, including my livelihood, including the broadcast operation and the account wagering, all of these other parts of the industry can't go if we don't got a pen to play in. So before we get all upset and blame racetracks and we blame the, um, you know, the jockeys or the trainers or any of this, let's take a step back and say, okay, 
How would we have made that decision if we were in their spot? And then what do we do going forward? How do we get there so we can continue this on? So in that vein, um, I'm going to have Joe Harper join me after this break. He is as forthright as anybody in this industry. Love him or hate him, he will speak his mind, and there is no mincing words with him. And so I look forward to having the opportunity to chat with him here on the TVG podcast. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. As promised, I'm joined on the line by now by the CEO of the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, Mr. Joe Harper. Joe, uh, welcome to the program. And uh, the hits just keep on coming for you guys, don't they? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's a little different. You know, the world's a little tilted and so are we, but uh, we're, uh, we got the horses going around most of the time. So uh, we're happy. So yesterday, the decision had to be made to cancel this weekend's racing, postpone the stakes until next week. And that was due right. to a bunch of positives uh, in the jockey colony. Tell me how, take me from the beginning, how, it, what led to this? How did we get to the point where you had to make such a tough call? Well, it, uh, it started out with uh, a few of the other riders uh, uh, coming up positive And um, it kind of, you know, said, well, maybe those guys that at Los Alamitas were, you know, uh, not uh, wearing face masks and things like that. And, and so, you know, we decided let's get the, the health department here and uh, get their testing, which is overnight. Uh, and so we tested everybody that was in our jocks room, riders, valets, uh, management people, anybody that had been in there. And we got a lot of hits. We got, uh, you know, uh, something like 15 jockeys came up positive. And uh, we had two before that, uh, you know, Victor and Flavian. So, you know, when you looked at the, at the entries for uh, uh, this weekend, uh, looked at the list. Uh, we decided that the only smart move to make was to uh, cancel uh, this weekend. Now, I will say that the positives were all asystematic, so they can go home and shelter in for 10 days, and if there are no symptoms, uh, they can come back and ride. Well, that's good. I, I mean, it, look, it, there's no playbook on this, so it, it's hard to anticipate how these things are going to unfold in real time, but. I do have to ask a question to be fair. There are people that are going to say, well, this shouldn't have happened in the first place. You know, Del Mar should have been do doing more. The Jockeys Guild should have been doing more. Um, how do you feel about the way you approach the season from the onset? And in retrospect, just to be fair, is there something you would have done different? Well, let's look at it this way. I mean, we, for the last three months, have done nothing uh, but consult with the medical personnel on what the protocols and procedures should be. We started with Scripps Hospital, their chief medical officer, uh, Dr. Sharif, who is, uh, she's amazing, and the county health department, who has been exceptionally, you know, helpful in getting these protocols and, uh, and what they need to see done. Um, and we went into this, you know, meet with, uh, with all those in place. They were approved uh, by everybody, uh, the health department included, and, uh, and we felt confident that we were doing all the right things. Now, let me say that this is a, a moving target here because you're never sure what you what you have on paper will work and what needs more needs to be done. So uh, it was, at Scripps' uh, recommendation, uh, they said that testing should only be done if you have symptoms. So every person that comes into this racetrack, whether it's the backside or the front side or the office or anywhere, uh, has to go through a screening. Uh, we take their temperature. We ask them questions about where they've been, who they've been with, 
Have they been out of the country? How do they feel? And uh, if they see any symptoms, then we test. So uh, that was their recommendation. When the thing with the jockeys hit, and so many of them, well, the ones that we were concerned about, we thought might lead to some other ones. And that's when we, we called in the, the county health department and got those, those hits. So like this morning, I've spent the last five hours actually with uh, people from the health department going through all the tracks, front side and back, getting their recommendations if, if there's any change. Uh, I will tell you they were uh, left here, uh, just as uh, you call me, uh, very uh, content that uh, everything that was being done was right. And the recommendations, uh, only recommendations they had was to keep an eye on the backside and, and do some additional testing over there, which, which we will do uh, probably starting tomorrow. I think we're doing everything we can to keep everybody healthy here. I mean, I've walked the backside uh, for the last uh, week, and, um, you know, everybody I see has got a mask on. If they, if they don't or have it on incorrectly, we, we, we say things. We have dedicated people that are just walking around making sure everybody follows the regulations and the rules. So um, uh, well, I think we're, we're feeling comfortable with what we have, and we're certainly flexible to uh, – to change and bring on anything new that needs to be done. So you're confident that going forward, do you have to change the protocols for the jockeys now? Um, or are you guys still in discussions on what you're going to do? No, it, it's pretty much the same. We're going to test more people on the backside. Um, but the jockeys, uh, the jockeys, in fact, uh, the direct quote from the head guy that came out here, when he said, I'm not concerned about the jockeys. You guys are doing everything right. And yeah. so that was nice to hear. Yeah. So what we'll do is, if they come back in ten days to, to ride, if they're not they have any, if they don't have any symptoms, then we just keep an eye on them. People will say, "Well, will you test them again?" Well, the fact is, and I'm learning about a lot of things. You're testing them again is probably going to get you uh, positives, but there's no symptoms, and there haven't been any symptoms uh, for so many days, so they feel they are not contagious. And that's right out of the mouths of the medical people. If they have any symptoms, anybody who's been tested or not, we're going to test them uh, again if the, uh, if the symptoms pop up. So is there any added scrutiny uh, on Del Mar from the governor's office since you guys operate on the state fairgrounds? Is there any added well, scrutiny from, from regulatory bodies outside of horse racing because of that? I haven't felt that. I feel that, you know, the governor has been pretty clear in, the, in his um, reasoning or his what's, what's to be done and not be done. Um, he's changed it a few times, mainly because of the surge. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're a state facility, and that might have something to do with it, but I don't feel we're treated any differently. Uh, maybe we, uh, I think we've gone over backwards to, to do all the rules and regulations and procedures. So maybe we'll get looked at a, a little bit more than your average, uh, you know, restaurant or something, but I do feel, uh, that we're, you know, certainly in compliance with, uh, with everything that he's, uh, he wants. I mean, you've, you've dealt with any kind of adversity you could imagine at Del Mar since you've been at the head. I mean, everything, because the, <laughs> the spotlight, the spotlight does shine bright around Del Mar in all respects, because it is, you know, the jewel of our racing season in California. But because of that, you've got, you know, you'll have the most protesters. You'll get criticized for the turf course being too long and then in turn it'll be too short. And then you'll get criticisms <laughs> from, you know, all angles of the industry. But a global pandemic is a new one for all of us. Where does this rank in in your experience there of all the things you've had to deal with where how how close to the top is this well it's right there at the top i think that uh, the meet or lost you know a day here or there we might have 
gotten a race uh, that wouldn't work. But but this is you know this is different. I mean, nobody in the grandstand is Del Mar. And I think Del Mar of all the tracks, like Saratoga, you know, we thrive on people. And uh, I've always said we're in the entertainment business uh, more than racing, especially at Del Mar. And, and uh, you know, I mean, our concerts, uh, our food things, uh, everything we do is geared toward the people. And, uh, you know, losing the people has cost us anywhere, probably around $15 million in lost revenue because uh, people live. Um, obviously, we pick up some, you know, savings in salaries and that kind of thing, but it's it's not $15 million. So, you know, I, I, I just think that if that's the kind of weird thing, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody said, well, you got to be depressed. I said, I'm not depressed. It's kind of a little, I'm a little sad, but. You know, it's kind of like what I do is run around and shake hands and and talk to people. So, you know, this is this is different. I'm, I'm kind of like a uh, I got a comedian telling jokes in the closet. You know, it's I got no <laughs> yeah. feedback. You know, so, but uh, but we're doing well. I mean, our handle has been great. We've, we're up the first three days. We're up eighteen over eighteen percent handle, which uh, which seems to be the uh, uh, happening to the, most a lot of other racetracks that that are finally maybe picking up a little of that uh, sports dollar that they're just not able to bet now. So uh, in that respect, uh, we're pretty pleased with, with the way things have been going. So I just want to, I want to get you out of here on, on this thought um, because of all the things that you've seen and all the things that Delmar's had to survive over the years. What is your, do you have any vision of hope where you're thinking like, okay, we'll get like, you know, this too shall pass and then we'll get to the other side. What, what in your head helps you kind of get through <laughs> these difficult times? Well, I guess, you know, when you've been at it as long, I mean, I came here my first day at Del Mar. I was in short pants in the war, you know, World War II. So, you know, I've been around long enough. I know this place is, is special. It's really special to me in my heart. And I think that, you know, this is going to this is gonna go. They'll find a, a vaccine eventually. The people will be back here eventually. Um, you know, this is sort of a, a little kind of a weird time out uh, to our normal business, but, but it's, um, you know, you hope, hope springs eternal. And, and I think that's what most people now have is hope that, you know, an understanding this pandemic is not going to last forever. And, um, you know, we're going to be back to normal, but maybe a little kind of different normal, but it will be back to something that, that we're all happy with. Joe, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, join me today and uh, thanks for everything you're doing. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back up and running next weekend. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Hopefully, you're right. All right, thank you very much. That was uh, Joe Harper, the CEO of the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. We'll be back on the podcast right after this. Aren't you tired of expensive cable packages? Now you can watch all of TVG's offerings in crystal clear high definition with the new Watch TVG app. Gain access to exclusive content, handicapping on demand, and TVG's greatest hits, including many award-winning features. Download for free now on Amazon Fire, Roku, and Apple TV. Or visit tvg.com slash promos slash watch for even more information. And welcome back. Uh, closing thoughts here. It, it was good to hear from Joe Harper. Um, he's old school. And look, the this too shall pass, right? It's, a, it's such a cliche and people hold on to it. I'm a cynic. I am not 
Sunshine and Puppy Dogs, as I've mentioned many a time on this podcast. And actually, I do reach out to my optimistic friends, like a Brittany or a Todd or people around me that I know can always find the the good in things and and keep that positivity rolling. Because I'm just not wired that way. But I have reached a point in the pandemic where I have seen things operating, right? It's thrown a lot at us. And I've seen things going despite it, even with this current surge, right? Even with, and I, you know, our heart goes out to all the small business owners that are getting hit by this. But even after this surge, at some point, we're going to get a handle on things. It might not be before the end of the year. It might not be until the middle part of next year or even beyond after that. But I am starting to get the sense that perhaps this is manageable. Life is changing. Uh, The world is changing because of all of this. But perhaps this is going to be manageable for all of us in the not-so-distant future, and we won't just feel like we're holding on for dear life and we're just trying to survive all of this. Uh, I think the attitudes of people have changed, in some cases dangerously so. I think people ran out into the world, and I think we reopened too quickly, and that's what happened in California and Texas and Florida, and that's why we're seeing these surges. Um, But I also feel like we know how to do this. And as a a country and as a species, I think I'm starting to feel like, you know, there is an end somewhere out there, even if it's not in sight. And in our little world, in our little microcosm of horse racing, we've been able to carry on without much interruption. There has been plenty of interruption. Don't get me wrong, but it hasn't shut down in totality. There have been racetracks like Oaklawn, like the only bastion of racing there for a while. And and now that we've got Saratoga running and Del Mar, yes, this is a hiccup, but hopefully we'll be back and rolling um, without any more hiccups next week. And it is encouraging to hear that what they're doing down in, in Del Mar has been approved by the health boards. And hopefully hopefully this is the last cessation of racing in California for quite some time. I'm, I'm hopeful, um, and I'm not a hopeful kind of guy. So it was great to talk to Joe Harper. Um, And it's different to hear the perspective from someone like him who was right there. They did, a lot of people will say um, and point the finger, they didn't do enough, they should have done more, they should have done what Santa Anita did, so on and so forth. They did what they had been planning on doing according with all the available resources to them. And who's to say that, you know, it, it could have been one person that started this whole spike in the jockey colony. And they're all asymptomatic. So... The positive side is they can get back in racing in 10 days according to the protocols in place. Let's just hope that this doesn't continue on and we have another spike like this in the racing community. And let's just hope California can keep rolling. I hope all of you are enjoying racing. I hope it's something like for you as it is for me that gets you through these days that are so bizarre and very trying in a lot of instances. Please uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks for listening to this TV podcast, and I'll talk at you next time.